I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing the Echoes Podcast. Today, we're going to hear the story behind Dead Can Dance's latest album, Dionysus. It was an Echoes CD of the month in November, and it's a new direction for the band. Brendan Perry tells us about his ritual journey of hedonism and why there is so little Lisa Gerard on the album. Before we get to that, I want you to remember that this is a time of giving, and although Giving Tuesday has passed, it's never too late to give to Echoes as we near the year's end. Go to echoes.org now and make a donation so we can continue bringing you these podcasts and the Echoes radio show. Go now to echoes.org. And now, let's join the Bacchanal with Brendan Perry of Dead Can Dance. Decadence has been a defining group of 20th and 21st century music. Releasing their first album in 1984, they spent the early part of their career as sort of a gothic chamber rock band centered on the heavenly wordless vocals of singer Lisa Gerard. But by the end of their first run as a band in 1998, they had morphed into World Fusion Explorers, where Brendan Perry, the other half of the band, brought in elements of Eastern African and Irish music for a more percussive, ritualistic sound that was heard on their 1996 album, Spirit Chaser. The pair had already broken up as a couple in the early 90s, but continued as a band until 1998. Since then, they've performed a few times to sold-out tours and one album, Anastasis, in 2012. Now there is a new Dead Can Dance album, Dionysus, but it's a different kind of recording with a little of Gerard's ecstatic glossolalia. And notably, this is the first Dead Can Dance interview we've done on Echoes that did not include Lisa Gerard. Speaking from his home in France, Brendan Perry explains the dichotomies of Dionysus. Brendan Perry conceived Dionysus as an oratorio and an album in the classic progressive rock tradition. It has two tracks, 17 and 20 minutes each, just like an old vinyl album side, with seven discrete movements connected by environmental ambiences. I'd made up my mind that I wanted to, to do a concept album that you would sit down and listen to from beginning to end in, in order to, to get the most out of it. The sense of, of being part of a journey is, is really important. I, I miss a good old concept album, you know, where you can <laughs> just kick back and, and let the music take you somewhere exotic or, or travel in your mind, you know, somewhere.
Perry picked Dionysus, the Greek god of love, wine, and ecstasy, to carry his story. Perry follows one of his early heroes, Jim Morrison of the acid rock group The Doors, in discovering Dionysus through the work of Friedrich Nietzsche. About two years ago, I read Friedrich Nietzsche's book, uh, Birth of Tragedy, Out of the Spirit of Music. In this book, he talks about the, the origins of uh, Greek tragedy and ancient Greek theatre. And um, he talks about these two kind of like energies that coincide to sort of like create this, this amazing fusion. These principles, are, he called them Apollonian and Dionysian. The Apollonian kind of principles are much concerned with uh, order, arranging things, you know, the, the intellect is, is, is governing the whole creative process. And then on the other side you have the Dionysian, which is like the kind of sublimation of dreams, this explosion of energetic frenzy, this visceral kind of flux of energy that, that isn't so controlled. And he kind of maintains in the, in the book that when you uh, combine the, both of these kind of energies, you, you have the, the most sublime form of art, basically. And so, so this was kind of like a revelation to me in many respects. Perry was also attracted to the Dionysian Bacchanal festivals that continue to this day throughout Europe. In these rural communities, they still, still celebrate these, these events. They dress up in masks. There's something very wild and that mirrors the, the whole, you know, of nature itself. This flux, this, this kind of um, un unpredictable kind of energy. I found that really remarkable that today that mankind still has this need, this urge to, to connect in, in, in such a way, you know, and celebrate Dionysus and nature in these wonderful festivals. There's an aspect of Dead Dance's Dionysus that seems more Burning Man than Bacchanal. Brendan Perry follows the god's journey from his arrival in Greece via boat to Dionysus' role as a guide to the afterlife. Then in between, a lot of celebrations, dances with the Bacchants, Dionysus' female followers, and calls to abandon all material possessions. Perry sees it as a way of expanding consciousness as Dionysus opened up his human disciples to a state of ecstasy. One thing that, that they tried to achieve was that well, the Greeks called it ecstasis, which means ecstasy. And they tried to get to this place um, by going out of your mind, by, by losing your, your, your ego, by not being self-conscious. And they, they did this in a number of ways. They did it, generally speaking, always with, with dance and music um, to induce trance. And this was done collectively by lots of people together, like an ancient rave. I would, I would, it's probably the best similarity you could give. Um, and others would, would use psychotropics or wine or 
or, or any other drug that, that was mind expanding or, or would um, make you kind of go out of your mind and through this you become one with with nature with everything around you Brandon Perry is no novice to this aspect. Psychedelics were part of his own youth growing up in Australia. I, I remember the first time I dropped LSD, I was in um, a horrible old beaten up hotel in a bad part of Sydney in Australia and um, cockroaches running up the walls. And it had all the ingredients for having a really bad trip. But um, I had a guitar and, and I remember sitting there with a the guitar and just playing a chord and it just sounded like a symphony suddenly it was a symphony and I remember strumming the strings and it was and it was like this this arc of light that sort of like pulsated out into the room you know with your, with your arm and seeing like shafts of light come off the strings it was it was it was incredible this all plays out on the movement called the liberator of minds Brendan Perry plays all of the instruments on Dionysus except some Yang Chin, Lisa Gerard's Chinese hammer dulcimer. They include reed instruments like the North African Zerna, percussion like the Boron from Ireland and the Dumbek from the Middle East, and a host of sampled sounds. The one voice missing is Lisa Gerard's. She's only featured on two tracks with some backing effect vocals on one or two others. We put aside a month to do everything, and the first two weeks she was sick. And um, so we were, everything you hear of Lisa on the album is pretty much done in, in just over a week, which wasn't ideal, but um, that's the way it was. And it, and it, it just works within the arrangement anyway. I, I wouldn't add any more or take any, you know, take any away. few vocals on Dionysus and despite Lisa Gerard's diminished contribution, Brandon Perry doesn't consider this a break from Dead Can Dance's legacy. No, no, I, I see it very much as a continuation of exploration because because every album we've released we try to do something different. This isn't an album designed for songs, this is an album that explores the different facets of the Dionysian cult and the myth, you know. The, the, the movements represent what I consider to be the, the most interesting aspects of, of the myth and the cult. Mm-hmm. 
Yet, in an uncharacteristic move, Dead Can Dance will not be playing any of this music on the 2019 European tour. No, no, we're, we're not going to perform it at all. No. At all? No, no. Well, I, I don't want to break it down into constituent parts, so if it was going to be performed, it would have to be performed in entirety. You'd need at least six singers, you'd need a lot of multi-instrumentalists. The band would would balloon. Um, Sounds good to me. Profits would decrease. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather see it performed in its entirety and in more like a classical program with, with some other similar work in, uh, you know, in, on, on the bill as well. Dead Can Dance has had a tenuous existence for the last 20 years with only a pair of studio albums and a few tours, albeit wildly successful tours. Lisa Gerard has been engaged in solo projects and most recently worked with The Mystery of the Bulgarian Voices. However, Brendan Perry couches it, Dionysus seems like a shift in the creative focus of the duo. Dead Can Dance's Dionysus is out on Play It Again Sam Records. You can add Dead Can Dance's Dionysus to your library by going to our website at echoes.org. There will be a link there in the posting for this podcast. You can also read my review of the album in the same place, echoes.org. It was an Echoes CD of the Month in November. Find out about the Echoes CD of the Month Club while you're there. That's also at echoes.org, echoes.org. Next week on the Echoes Podcast, I've got the French down-tempo EDM artist, Clozy, who has a fascinating story going from classical guitar to electronic music. I'm John DiLiberto. Thanks for tuning in to the Echoes Podcast. See you next week, tonight, or online, right now, on Echoes. Echoes.